I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters. And I'm Ben T. Travis at Ben T. Travis on the Twitters. Then you weren't in Boston last week. You don't get to do the Boston accent. Yeah, but I, I had a double feature last night uh, where I saw Ben Affleck's new film Live by Night. And then right after it, I saw Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg's Patriot's Day. And frankly, I lost a bet, so I've got to stick with this accent for a little bit longer. Um, but more importantly, I think that those films accurately depict that A, Primarily with Live by Night, everything's better with a Boston accent. B, with Patriot's Day, that our national language is absolutely the Bostonian version of it. Like, English, fine, whatever, but Boston say it the best, and we should all try to speak that way because, again, it makes everything better, and it's just more American that way. I wish I had enough knowledge of Boston accents to know whether or not the one you're doing right now is terrible. I've fooled a couple of Bostonians into thinking I'm from there. I don't want to brag, but I've, I've done it before. Oh, Lord. Well, Happy New Year, friends. Uh, we're bringing it to you the way we hopefully always do it, which is with Ben a Boston doing, accent. With a Boston accent. And um, looking forward, as always, as we do, to great television on the horizon. I, I don't know about always, Liz, but a lot of the times, yeah, that's what we're up to. That's what, you know, that's what we, try to, we try to focus on. That We try to keep invested in the new and the possibilities that come with great TV becoming available. For example, right you now I... You sound awfully hopeful for somebody who's still living in 2016. Yes, it is true. We are still recording this in 2016. But we know that 2016 is almost over, so who knows what could happen in the future? I feel like we know. I feel like we've got a good idea uh, of what's coming. Well, At least on TV is what I mean. We know we, some of the things that are coming on TV. Hopefully. Um, though apparently Netflix is interested in Beyonce-ing us in the future with uh, surprise releases. Oh, did you turn around on that? Are you excited about the Beyonce no. release now? No, I hate the Beyonce release. Oh, you I, don't want them to do it. I don't want them to do it. I'm just saying that we may be surprised at any moment by certain releases. That's a hard no from Liz, people. No more Netflix Beyonce's. Yes. If that, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, basically, to Beyonce something is to surprisingly release it at a time when, you know, Theoretically, journalists who have to cover this stuff don't necessarily need another release to come up. I mean, do we ever, though? <laughs> no. There, is there ever a time of year anymore where, we have, where we're like, wow, we've got nothing to watch. We really need some extra TV right now. Did you really lose a bet? I maybe lost a bet. Oh, my. What was the bet over? The bet was over things that don't concern you. Liz. I can't <laughs> talk about it. I can't get into that specific detail right now. But it, it revolves around the bat flick. Good to know. Point is, Ben, what's a show that you're looking forward to in 2017? I mean, do I have to say it out loud? Yes, you do. I have to actually, like, say the words and, and confirm what I'm trying to get it out of your knows. system now so we can talk about other shows in the re for the rest of the podcast. All right, Liz. I'm really fucking excited for that Jack Ryan series. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> Twist is us. <laughs> no, really, I I, uh, I I can't even really explain it other than John Krasinski being the lead. I, somehow that just fits. Uh, I've been a fan of Jack Ryan for a long time, grew up watching those movies, grew up reading those books, uh, really liked the character, really liked the idea of him, you know, having his own serialized TV show. I feel like that fits in really well. I know Amazon is going to spend a butt-ton of money on this thing. So uh, with Michael Bay producing John Krasinski in the helm, Hopefully we can get another 13 hours out of this. Am I right? Everybody loved that. 
wait, no. Hopefully it's much better. But uh, but no, I think there's a lot of potential here, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they come up with. I think Carlton Cuse has a good track record for producing at least watchable television. That was... Yes, I was giving you a look there mm-hmm. for a second, and then you you kind of course corrected slash just surprised me at the end. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I mean it's it, you know what, and he's also really good about partnering with you know other show other like full on showrunners to really like basically more guide their vision. So I don't know who's actually the the other writer on it, but um, I mean maybe there's not another writer. Maybe it's just Carlton. There Hughes. is. I already forgot who it is. Hold on. All right. I can do this. Hold, please. Um, but the point is, is that uh, Carlton Cuse has, you know, he's behind Colony. He's behind Bates Motel. Uh, he's behind, uh, gosh, a couple other things just right now. Oh, right now, yeah. I was going to say Lost. but yeah, Yes. Um, but he's kind of fallen into this m- nice model of, like, supporting showrunners, supporting, supporting new ideas. And, oh, uh, my God. Liz. Yeah? You're going to be so excited. Yeah? Do you know who he's paired with? Who? Graham Rowland. Do you know what Graham Rowland worked on? What? Fringe. Oh, yay! Full circle. Now yeah. we're both excited for Jack Ryan. Yay! All right. Most anticipated list is really coming together. It is. We we, we should make that list, actually. Well, I know. That's why we're doing the podcast. We, I'm oh. going to have to make a freaking list now before we release this on Monday, and that's a long task. It is. There's a lot of shows that we're looking forward to. Um, oh, one from my list. I'm just gonna too. say it. I'm just gonna say it, Ben. I'm excited to watch Duel, even though it's a new Ryan Murphy show, and we're very on the fence with Ryan Murphy as it you as mean it goes. Feud? No, Duel. What's, what's oh, Duel? Oh, is it fuel? Du- is it ah? Feud. Why? Duel. Well, describe your show. Uh, Susan Sarandon, Jessica Lange. Feud, that's Feud. That's Feud? Yeah. Why do I keep calling it Duel? I don't know. That's so weird. <laughs> that's great. We should stick with it. Mm-hmm. I think Duel sounds much more mysterious. I mean, Feud is pretty blunt, which we don't yeah. want Ryan Murphy to do. We want him to be a little bit more cagey. So let's go with Duel. All right. Now let's The repurposed Steven Spielberg <laughs> trucker movie. Duel, starring Susan Sarandon and as Jessica the tr- Lange. Susan Sarandon as the truck. Dueling truckers. <laughs> no. I'm in. Sorry, why do I, I really keep doing this? I've done this repeatedly. Maybe it used to be called Duel. I'll look it up. Yeah. You describe um, the show so people anyways, know what we're talking about. A Feud is a show basically about, if you ever saw um, Whatever Happened to Mary, uh, Baby Jane, um, It this basically is a movie about the f- feud between Betty Davis and, oh gosh. Joan Crawford. Thank you. And Susan Sarandon stars as? Betty Davis. And Jessica Lane stars as John Crawford. Thank you. And Je- you know Sarah Paulson's there, of course, because by law. Geraldine Page. Yep. Uh, but there's a you know it's another star-studded Ryan Murphy production. Do you want to hear the names on this? I don't, I wasn't even aware of these names. Okay, go for it. Okay. Uh, so other than the three you mentioned, which frankly uh, enough. Enough. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Molina. Nice. Stanley Tucci. Nice. Judy Davis. Good lord. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Hoy. Molly Price, Kathy Bates, and Allison Wright, who we all know and love from the Americans. Yeah, that sounds great. That's a great cast. That's a great cast. Women are going to rock the shit out of that one. Yeah. Um, the only catch is it, Ryan Murphy is also writing it. and so. Oh. Oh, no. I know. Oh. I know. I'm concerned now. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. It's it, you know, It feels like this is something that should be in his wheelhouse. It should be like an easy enough project, but we have concerns about Ryan Murphy. We've voiced them before. We stand by them. Uh, we will remain hopeful for this one because 
every once in a while, even with American Horror Story, some of those episodes are pretty solid. I remember I liked the premiere this year, even though it kind of devolved from there on. Uh, but what's scary about it is he's so good at attracting talent that every time you want to get excited for these things, then you have to go check and kind of see what his level of involvement is and then just kind of cross your fingers and hope that he gets this one right. Yeah, I mean, again, remember, the best thing he's done is uh, American Crime Story, and he did not write American Crime Story. He just directed. So, Ben, what's something else on your list? All right, I'm going to go with another Amazon show, which I know Liz has a lot of opinions about, and I should preface this by saying um, neither Jack Ryan nor what I'm about to say are guaranteed releases for 2017. This is more across your fingers and hope territory than anything else. Right. Uh, but I'm really hoping to see something from the David O. Russell Amazon series, which they shelled out, what was it, $160 uh. million for? I mean, the, the amount of money that HBO would not pay, Amazon was like, sure, why not? David O. Russell made The Fighter, so we all love him because that's a Boston movie. Done. Um, but no, this one's got De Niro. It's got Julianne Moore. Uh, it's a mafia movie, or well, sorry, not movie series. series. Uh, but I mean, frankly, with those three, I I'm I gotta be excited for it. I mean, there's nothing to object to in any of that, except for the part where except for the money. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money, and also, I mean, I feel like there's been some interesting criticism of Amazon of late about how they're trying to reverse engineer quality content as opposed to actually making quality content. Um, and it's something that does kind of stand out when it comes to deals like that, where it's just like, oh, yeah, if we just give, like, $10 million to David O'Russell, how much was it again? I think they gave him $160 million less. That's a little more than $10 million. Well, like, I mean, not him, but, like, the, yeah. the budget is around If we give $160 million to this guy who's been nominated for Oscars, he'll make us something that is the best show on television. So are you, uh, are you relating this to the Woody Allen fiasco? Yeah, I'm kind of am. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, it's interesting because that's that's definitely an argument that's out there. And yet at the same time, you know, they're given at least enough money for shows like One Mississippi and, and Fleabag and, and pretty great comedies like Transparent to get made. So they've got some that are, that are being done the right way. And then there's just these, you know, star vehicles kind of like, I mean, even Goliath might fall into this camp. We don't know the budget on that, but it had to be pretty big. Yeah. Especially considering, you know, what they did to lure the stars in. Uh and, and that one wasn't a catastrophe. That wasn't nearly as bad as, as what Woody Allen put out there. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. How about you, Liz? What are you looking forward to? What else? What besides the great duel? I don't know why I keep thinking it's called duel. I, I hope really you keep don't. thinking it all the way through the release. I hope <laughs> at some point you write duel trailer, uh, Steven Spielberg's car movie gets well, strange I'm never going to call it revamped like, I, I, uh, with Susan Sarandon yeah. as the car. Well, speaking of shows where I'm having a, I'm having problems with the title, um, Big Little Lies is a show that I watched the first two episodes of uh, over over Christmas break. And I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it. Should we? Can we say what we think about it? I'm just saying I liked it. Oh, my God. You did it. You broke an embargo. God, we're all going to go to hell. No, there was no... HBO never gives us embargoes. I feel like there's one. There's always an embargo. No, they, they, they wasn't in the release. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's just the HBO programming coming through. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I've like, ruined everything. I liked it, too. Oh, yeah. All, the, only, the only thing I wanted to mention is just that I keep wanting to call it Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. And I keep it, – it's like a problem. It's a real problem in my head, and I'm very worried about it. Um, but that's one I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, after that first episode, I'm right there with you. Um, Reese Witherspoon in particular. So fun. 
<laughs> yes, that's exactly how I describe her in that series. It's so fun. Her and Shailene are just a couple of pals with no chaos in the world. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's from the director of Wild and Dallas Bias Club, Jean-Marc Fillet. Is that, is that Jean-Marc? Yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying you trying to say it with the accent. Jean-Marc, I mean, he's he's <laughs> the guy who's going to do it. Um, he directed all eight episodes. Uh, it's just a miniseries, right? Yeah. All right. Um, based on best-selling novel. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman making sweet, sweet love to Alexander Skazgad, which yeah. has I was, got some Wait, I want to hear you say Alexander Skazgad again. Alexander Skazgad. Yeah, that's great. That's it's, that's who it is. It's yeah. the tall guy from Tazian. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, there's a lot to like about that one. A lot to like uh, that HBO is putting out in general. Uh, yeah. Which I think we'll get back to in a bit. But first, to go with our first most anticipated that's not an original series. Okay. I'm excited for The Path Season 2. Oh, have you gotten to check any of it out already? I haven't yet. And Aww. it's hurting me. Like, it hurts me on the inside. We've got the screener's foot. It's definitely most anticipated screener pile right now, but I, I've, there's just so many other priorities that I've got to get to first. So. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm very excited to see the second season. I feel like they opened up a big door at the end of it. Um, the development of the three principal characters is going to be fascinating to behold, especially with Michelle Monaghan. We've talked a little bit about how what we hope happens with her. And, and yeah. I mean, frankly, we shouldn't even bother hoping. We know something good's going to happen because it's Michelle Monaghan. Uh, but Aaron Paul's journey has been fantastic. Uh, the Hulu show, I, I mean, we don't know how many people saw it, but I feel like not enough people saw it. So please, if you haven't, if you've ever considered it, if you ever had it in the back of your head, you wanted to think, I mean, now's the time. You've got a long weekend, or you had a long weekend. You're in the new year now, I guess. Uh, watch the path. It's great. I mean, think about it like this. If you've ever gotten really sucked into a story about Scientology or any sort of crazy cult, and you probably have, because those... It's not a fucking cult. It's a cult. It's not. That's, that's my favorite line, though. And yeah. Paul leaving the hospital. And so he just, like, overhears somebody say the word cult as he's walking out, and he just turns over his shoulder. He goes, it's not a fucking cult. Yeah, like, it's God, great. It's a movement. Um, but yes, Ira's if, a movement. If, you, if you ever get if you ever get su- if you've ever gotten sucked into one of those stories, you should definitely check out the path. Like it, it's really fascinating in that respect. Yeah. Um. Uh, while we're on the subject of Hulu, oh I, boy, um, uh, I know it. Can I call it? Yeah. Can I say it out loud? Yeah. The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. 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 Um, I know that one has Timbago. For a review? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in t- I'm looking forward to it. I didn't say I w- whether or not I'd seen it. Have you seen it? I'm not saying whether or not I've seen it. <laughs> I think you can say if you've seen it. You just can't voice an opinion. No, I'm just saying I'm looking forward to it. Okay, great. That's all I'm saying. Let's talk a little bit about it. What's The Handmaid's Tale is? Uh, Handmaid's Tale is a dystopian story about a w- young woman who is uh, tasked to serve as a... Uh, a handmaid, which is essentially the society's term for a lady who is expected to bear the children of uh, the elites of society. Um, and uh, it sucks to be a lady, is basically the point of that story. So it's set in the present. Yeah, basically. Set in modern America. Oh, well, slightly, uh, slightly futuristic America, but yes. Mm. Um, a peek into a... Uh not so distant future, if you yeah. will. It's a, it's a dystopian story. It's based, on a, it's based on an amazing novel written by Margaret Atwood. If you've never read it, you should go read that novel because it's amazing. Seconded. And have you read it? Yeah. That's great. Um, again, again, proving your feminist, uh, feminist uh, 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 
credentials. Credit. Thank you. That's the word. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah. Uh, point is, yes, Handmaid's Tale, very excited. Who's in uh, it, Liz? Uh, Elizabeth Moss from yeah. Mad Men. Yeah. She, she plays the main character. Pigs. Um, Samira Wiley plays her best friend Moira, which is an amazing bit of casting. Very good. Um, uh, Joseph Fiennes is the commander uh, for whom she works. And uh, Yvonne Stravosky, I, I never say her name right, I'm sure, uh, but she's uh, the wife of the commander. You know what uh, I got my sister for Christmas this year? What? I got her a little Peggy Olsen pin. That was Peggy walking out of uh, nice with the box. Yeah. Fucking badass Peggy. God, it was awesome. That's a great pin. I know, right? Sorry. Anyway. Uh, I know, point is, oh, and also we character actress Ann Dowd. Yeah. Ann Dowd, man. There's so many great shows with Ann Dowd in it. I, I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but that's just because there's so many. They're overwhelming. Yeah, um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to try to interview both Margot Martindale and Ann Dowd during TCAs and just kind of, like, ask them exactly the same questions. Well, is there any way that you could get them in the same room together? Like, how, are the days overlapping at all? No, alas. Oh, that's, that's frustrating. We should work on that. Maybe we could have them on the podcast sometime. I would love to have Ann Dowd and Margot Martindale on the podcast. Let's consider this a formal invite. If anyone's yes. listening, if Ann Dowd or Margot Martindale are listening right now, consider this a formal invitation to join the Very Good TV podcast pretty much whenever you want. Yeah. You name the time and the place, we'll be there. We we, 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 we can travel. We, this, this equipment packs up. We love both of you. You're both on so many of our favorite shows yeah. and so many of our favorite movies. So absolutely, we'll get that done. They have to have done an interview together at some point. If not, I mean, we're just giving out great ideas right now. Yeah, so. true. Um, Very true. What's el- what else is on your list? Well, I mean, speaking of Ann Dowd. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Mago Mottdale. Yeah. I'm excited for an FX series coming out called Snowfall. Oh. Now, the reason I'm excited for this, <laughs> it's actually... I'm, I'm interested in how the, segues in, the segue includes Ann Dowd and Mago Mottdale. Well, it mainly includes Mago Mottdale. And the reason I'm excited for it is because... Margot Martindale's on The Americans. The Americans is on FX. FX is definitely debuting a lot of shows that have big star power behind them, like huge names, as you mentioned, with Duel. Um, <laughs> huge. I'm sorry. This one, though, I mean, it's it's created by John Singleton. There's a decent, like, it's a, it's got great character actors filling out the cast. It's a period piece. It's about cops and the drug war and all yeah. this weird shit. Um what, what period is it set in? I think it's the 80s, but I'm not even positive on that. Okay. Don't quote me. Um, the thing is, I don't know a lot about it, and we're going to learn a lot more at the TCA, so stay posted. But it's one of those shows where it feels like you'd have to believe in it. You'd have to believe in the story. You'd have to believe in the people pitching it. You'd have to believe in it a lot to back it. Uh, so it pretty much has to be good. Otherwise, you want to do it because there's not some big name, big shot attached to it, pushing it through, jamming it down your throat because you got to make it. It's more of like, we heard a good pitch. We're going to get behind this. And FX, they don't make a lot of bad shows. So I'm just kind of putting my faith in that one. And the curiosity fact is peaking very early. And th- again, there's a lot of good names attached to it. John Singleton is nobody to sneeze at. But at the same time, it feels like... It doesn't feel like an obvious sell. Right. It doesn't feel like something that's going to be easy to just say, hey, guess what? Susan Sarandon's in this. Watch it. It's like, yeah. okay, I will. But, you know. So anyway, I'm putting my faith in the FX brand a little bit there. And, and I'm very excited if it's Snowfall. Interesting. Hopefully it's no, it's not a low winter sun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no kidding. But see, that's the trick. AMC every once in a while, they'll let you down. FX, yeah. pretty good track record. Pretty good track record. Liz, you got anything else on the jacket? Well, 
I gotta say, I'm looking forward to Twin Peaks coming out just because then. What? Get out of here. I want just more. It's more like you a, and you alone. Am I right? I know. Who cares? Who cares about Twin Peaks? Um, I'm just kind of. It's more just kind of like I want to get it over with. Like I, I feel like I feel like there's just so much built up around it, and I'd like to get. I'd like to get over that hump and to the point where it's just like a television show we're enjoying. Right. With the opportunity to enjoy a television show created by, uh, uh, you know, being written and directed by Mark Frost and David Lynch. Like, that sounds fun. That sounds great. I kind of want to take the expectations off it. I just kind of want to, like, good enjoy luck. it. Um, but, yeah, like you said, good luck. Yeah. that's. I mean, it's a great pick. Obviously, that one is so highly anticipated by everybody that, you know, it's it's going to define 2017 TV, in, or 2017 TV in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah, I hope. I, I like that idea of how you're approaching it because one of the things that I'm curious about in terms of 2017 TV is True Detective and I feel like those first few episodes of True Detective season two were marred by the fact that we're trying to watch it with all of this you know anticipation in our heads we're trying to get through all the stuff and I'm not saying the show was good it wasn't any good but it's hard to judge it when you're trying to see through the cloud of just being like oh my god this show that we've been waiting for for so long it's finally back now we're in it we don't know what to do with it until you kind of get some perspective so if you go into it with the hope of having that perspective from the start, then that's probably going to help you out. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's, I think that's be- honestly the best way to approach it, and especially because I think Twin Peaks is such a weird show in so many respects. Like, it's so iconic, but also, like, I mean, people kind of forget that you know Lynch left the show. It kind of fell, kind of fell apart at a certain point in in the season two. Like, it's not a perfect te- television show in its original iteration, and. Uh, I feel like, you know, going in with lowered expectations is the right way to go at it. Go yeah. at it. No, absolutely. And the reason I brought up True Detective is not, sadly, because there's a season three on the horizon. It's more because in 2017, we better figure out what the fuck is going on with this show. Right. I need a definitive answer as to where we're going with it or what this guy's up to because I'm kind of sick Palazzo? of all the rumors. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of all the rumors just drifting around out there. We know what his options are. We know what he has to choose from. I mean, even McConaughey's come back and said that he'd consider coming back. So that's that's a big thing. But let's get some definitive clearance on the show because otherwise, it's it's not really worth talking about. Yeah. Anything else on your list, Ben? Oh well, Liz. I guess there's a lot of things. I mean, we're we're all very excited for uh, Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate yep. events hit Netflix. Netflix has a huge docket. Watership Down coming out late in the year for Netflix. That's going to be a big one. Um, I mean, that's probably. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't think of anything we're forgetting. Oh, yeah, The Leftovers, <laughs> season three, final year, Damon Lindelof coming back with a big swing, going to Australia, Justin Thoreau with his pappy sitting on the roof. That's the first picture. Looks great. Can't wait. <laughs> Leftovers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, it's going to be really funny when this, this podcast just becomes a Leftovers fan podcast for, like, how many episodes? There's eight episodes. Start in April, so at least eight weeks, and by that I mean ten weeks, because we'll have a buffer one beforehand, we'll have a buffer one afterhand. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of leftovers talk, so just prepare yourself. We I should mean, probably do a spinoff pod. We should probably have this pod and then just a separate podcast where we talk about the leftovers. Actually, I'm curious. Like, maybe this is our question for the week beyond just, hey, what do you, what TV are you looking forward to in 20, 2017? Do you, what do you want us to do about the leftovers, guys? Because, I mean. Did you think that Ben was just joking then? 
No, Ben was not just joking then. Ben will 100% either turn this podcast into a week-by-week Leftovers fan podcast. It's not a fan podcast, Liz. It's a a podcast (laughs) devoted to the critical analysis of the show worthy of such critical analysis. So it'll either be a Leftovers fan podcast or we'll do a spinoff episode. Not a fan podcast. (laughs) Not at all. No, not at all. Ben doesn't. Ben is a critic. That's correct. Professional one. Professional one. Devout. Devout. Pure. <laughs> Pure. Pure. Um, <laughs> point is, if, if if you don't want to see this podcast turn into a Leftovers week-by-week recitation, you we probably... We don't care. <laughs> you can tell us, that's too bad. It's going to happen. Or we could do the spinoff podcast. I don't know. What would, what would, the left, what would a Leftovers pod, a spinoff podcast be about? Called. Be called. Oh, I don't know. That's that's way too hard. I mean, there's, uh, I don't know. That, that would take a lot of time and consideration. I'm not good with the kind of off-the-cuff uh, name. leftover okay. naming If rights. you have a good idea for the name for our Leftovers spinoff podcast. Sure. Send it over. Yeah. Anyways, point is, Ben... What was the best thing you watched last week? It's probably that leftovers image that they released at Entertainment Weekly. I mean, he was just sitting on his roof with his dad in Australia, and there was a dog down there. I mean, is it his dog? Is it not his dog? Who knows? They're not our dogs, so we got to find out. Uh, no, the best thing I watched last week is a show that's under embargo, so I'm not allowed to talk about it. But needless to say, it is a highly anticipated FX series. Um, how can I? How can I hint at this? Um, we, could, we, we could say we've already talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, um, but I probably just shouldn't talk about it. Um, you know what I did like, though, Liz? What? This is just kind of out of random. I really liked Fargo. Like, Fargo is a great show. Very innovative. I, uh, I, this is a, this is news that's coming out of coming at me from out of nowhere. Yeah, so, I, but I'm glad you enjoyed the show Fargo. I don't know why Fargo came to mind. Or, you know, just how ambitious the pilot episode was. You know, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I really really into that. We should really talk more about about Fargo. Know, just how how many how many details and uh, I mean how hard the how hard the directorial effort was in that Fargo pilot. It was yeah. a big deal. No, it's a it's a it's a seminal achievement. Noah Hawley is definitely a creator we should be keeping an eye on. Yeah, if he ever does anything else, I'll be watching that shit for sure. Yeah, awesome. Um, but Liz, what of all these many screeners that you've got stacking up, what was the best thing you watched last week? Oh god, there's so many screeners. Um, the young pope. No, actually. <laughs> He's the cool pope, guys. He's a very cool pope. Super cool. Um, have you actually watched that one yet? Not yet. Okay, we'll talk about it when you're ready. Oh, I'm I'm primed. <laughs> um, that that Irish Catholic guilt's gonna be weighing down on me when I come down on the hot, come down hard on the young pope. Let me, oh, let me, I love the young pope. Either way, I'm gonna feel guilty about it. Let me just say that if you are not at all invested in Catholicism whatsoever, um, the young, watching the young pope is like oh great I'm gonna is is an hour of watching people in fancy dresses talk about the magical god person in the sky. Wow, is that's just cutting right to the core. Jeez, I'm not not really into the young pope, yeah. and nobody has sex like at all. Well, now we get into the true root of why Liz is uninterested in a TV show slash all TV shows that Liz is uninterested in. But Liz, please, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Tell us the one thing that you did like with the sexy times. Um, I'm going to say I, I'm going to. I'm really interested in how Santa Clarita Diet gets oh released. Oh my god! Have you gotten to watch that yet? No. Okay. What do you mean? How it gets released? Well, I'm saying that they've been pretty cagey about what the show's about. And I'm 
Do you, do you know what the show's about? Oh, yeah. Do you? Sure. What's the show about? Well, I'm going to read you the synopsis, but I need to make sure that I have it. Yeah. Correct. All right, because because you want to you, you you are going to you're agreeing with me about the caginess. Yes. Well, I'm agreeing with you about the deception. Yes. Basically, once the show starts getting publicly discussed, um, I feel like the the conversation around it will be quite different than what happened when I first sat down to watch it, which is just like I don't really know what this show's about, and I'm enjoying it, and oh, okay, now I know what the show is. And it takes a little time to get there, and it's super fun. Uh, but the journey is super fun, is what I mean. And so I, it was it was really interesting. Uh, so Ben is, but yeah. So keep in mind, this is timed for early February. Yes. Yeah, so, so I feel like a lot so of people are going to watch couple, this over Valentine's days, and it's going to be a yeah. Over the next couple of weeks, I think like probably the what the show's about is going to get really thoroughly spoiled yeah. just by trailers and Don't so forth. Don't read it. Don't yeah, watch avoid avoid knowing as much as you can about Santa Clarita Giant. Just enjoy the ride. Um, but yes, Ben Ben is ready to share the synopsis as presented officially by Netflix. Oh shit! Wait, is this the wrong one? Oh no, I've got it. Okay, Joel Timothy Oliphant and Sheila Drew Barrymore, a husband and wife realtors, leading vaguely discontented lives in the L.A. suburb of Santa Clarita with their teenage daughter Abby, until. Sheila goes through a dramatic change, sending their lives down a road of death and destruction. But in a good way. Yeah. That is that is a accurate description of the show. <laughs> well, um, we never said they were liars. We just admire the verbal yeah. trickery. Well, and it say. was one of those things too where I was uh it's it's and it's, it's not based on a book or anything. It's an original script by the creator of a wonderful little series that got tragically canceled called Better Off Ted. Correct. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those shows where it's like, if you can check it out without knowing anything about it, awesome. You probably, you may not have that luxury uh, because of spoiler culture and whatnot, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, I mean, I just, the, the lines, death and destruction, dot, 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 but in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> That's just, I, yeah, nothing but a slow clap for those people. Whoever wrote that, you earned your money. Yep. Very good. Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to what I believe is the season 12 premiere of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, my. You should be because I've seen it. I am so friggin' jacked up for that one. And we're all going to get to share this. It's coming out this week uh, as you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, it'll be out. Um, the first episode, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I'm just in awe of these guys. It's been 12 years. I mean, 12. What are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> just what are I, the rules when you just turn black and you can't go back <laughs> I don't I really I'm gonna try to figure out obviously some words to say about the show when it comes time to write the review uh, they've given us what ten? Nine. Nine episodes nine episodes um, out of twelve uh, yeah I think so so um, that's just so generous of them and it makes me love them even more but i mean you love them already and i'm just in awe of them year in and year out that they continue to come up with some of the best stuff on tv there's always that always that part of me when we get down to making our lists at the end of the year where i'm trying to get it's always sunny in there as much as i can and you know, it's just not quite cracked the top 10 list you know these last couple of years um but it's been like it's been in the running like it's it's such a great show and it it really 
it's one of those things that it gets hard to talk about from a uh, journalistic standpoint because you've told all the stories before and then you just kind of end up reciting whatever happened in the latest episode and being like, wow, that's great. Um, but, you know, they deserve all this praise and they deserve all this talk. And if it was a new show, we'd be talking about it. It's a consistent performer, so. I think, is the problem. Like, you know, they've been doing what they've do, they've been doing what they do so well for so long, yeah, and we take it for granted. As, as much as that can be a problem, that's that's what the problem is. Yeah. So, yeah, I again so excited for this one. Uh, debuts Wednesday, so set your set your bookmarks or whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> your DVRs. Your DVRs. Grab a beer. Get behind the bar. A watch beer. Sydney. Behind God, the bar. Jesus. <laughs> you sound like such a toony. I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't even know what a toonie is. All right. Well, we'll have a couple pops after this, and then, you know, maybe you'll fall into it. Okay. Pops up is. Do you want me to say what the next thing I'm looking forward to is? Do you have one? Yes. Oh, I figured you were done. I thought no. we agreed. No. I'm allowed to look forward to things. I'm I not the one, I'm not the one who's sunny. about to die soon. Well, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. We're all dying, Liz. We just don't know when. I said soon. Well, it could be soon. We don't know. Uh, fair. Um, anyways, uh, we just got screeners for this NBC show called Good News, which I'm very excited about because it, not just because it's produced by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, but because I like the premise idea a lot, which is that a young woman uh, working for a local news station, I believe, uh, gets her mother as an intern. Um, hilarity ensues. Was this created after the internship came out with Robinson here on Anne Hathaway? Is it the internship or the intern? The intern, sorry, correct. Uh, just, no, I was just wasn't sure. Um, I, I do not know actually the answer to that question, but I believe it's Andrea Martin is playing the mm. mother. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. You saw. Well, I mean, first of all, the intern's great. Like, a lot of people seem to be discovering it on the plane, but it's better than a plane movie. It's, it's actually very entertaining quite insightful, wonderful performances. It's not quite the, like, home-slash-kitchen porn that you used to seeing from a wonderful Nora Ephron. Oh, so uh, first off, I had the title wrong. It's great news. I thought that's... What did you say? I said good news, I Oh, think. that's not good enough. No. Good it is Andrea Martin, though, as the mother. So that is reason enough to get excited. Uh, it's... Yeah, I... I completely agree. And also, I just said, Nora Ephron, it's Nancy Myers who directed the intern. We're Sorry doing about that. great today, guys. Uh, guys, it's the end of the year. It's Friday. We're recording See? this on December 30th. By the way, happy birthday to a loyal listener, Kate Travis. Love you. Oh, Kate. I, I, I'm, I'm a Kate fan. Hi, Kate. Liz is a huge Kate fan. Can't get enough Kate. Um, but seriously, yeah, it's been it's been a long year. So I do apologize. But yeah. I feel like we've we put together a decent show. Yeah. Other than my mumbling over here, I mean, it's it's. Been you're mumbling. Good. Yes, you're mumbling. That's been the problem with your voice this whole time. I'm sorry, Liz. There's no such thing as a problem with your voice if you're trying to speak a Boston accent. Now, correction: if you're trying to speak a Boston accent, there is a problem with your voice because it doesn't come out right. But we're gonna work on it. We're gonna get the marbles out of your mouth. We're resolutions, you. resolutions for 2017. Really nail that Boston Real, accent. Okay, so we're gonna go. You're gonna do what I did yesterday. Go to that double screening. Check out Live by Night. Check out Patriots Day. Uh, do I have to? Uh, I, technically not. N- not the first one. The, actually, the accents oh, are not even. Oh, no. So, yeah. Live by go, Night? Go see Patriots Day. That's great. Okay. It, it's sad, but it's Patriots Day is the better movie between the two? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. By far. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I, I know you were so excited. I was excited from both, so it, it works out. All right. And remember, who directed Patriots Day? Peter Beck. What else did he direct? The leftovers. You're damn right. You're goddamn right. Boston Strong. Love it. 
All right. Well, you'll be able to you can read about those movies that we don't actually cover on IndieWire.com. And you can also find all of our upcoming 2017 coverage on IndieWire.com. And that will be fun. It will be full of things to look forward to, reasons to hope, reasons to believe in the in something. I don't know. The Leftovers. The Leftovers, yeah. Which is not a show that supports reasons to believe. But it does. Uh if you want to listen to some other podcasts where people talk about Live By Night and Patriot's Day, make sure you listen to a wide array of NDY podcasts, including uh, our very own Ann Thompson and Eric Cohn on Screen Talk. Screen Talk. I wanted to call that Turn It On, which is Michael Schneider's TV podcast, yeah. and that's the title I usually can't remember. This yeah. time I forget the one that I do remember. Anyway, uh, Screen Talk, that one's great. They've, they're over, they're like 115, 120 episodes by now. They're doing great. Uh, Turn It On going to tell you what to watch every week filmmaker toolkit podcast talking to a lot of important oscar contenders right now probably peter berg yeah all right by the way it's worth noting this is episode 93 of this podcast seven weeks to prepare that cake people yeah we got seven weeks left before cake it's wonderful yeah so excited yeah um if you send us a cake if you send us a cake i either will or will not Talking a Boston accent on another episode. Oh, good lord! So what? You just have to. Yeah, the the, the choice is yours, people. List your preference. Yeah, and, uh, just just specify right on the cake: Boston accent or no Boston accent. Well, I mean, you know, you could also just you know put like a Boston Red Sox logo if you want it to happen. Put like a Yankees logo if you don't want me to eat that shit. <laughs> Toss that off the balcony. Am I right, Liz? Drop those Southie cocksuckers right out of the back. You can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. You can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and an E. Yep. We will be back next week. Happy New Year, guys. We made it 2017. Uh, we're coming for you, and it's going to be fun. So the most important thing is, you guys, fun. keep watching television. Go Sox. Go Sox.